The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk for No Politics OK. I am your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network. And today, our sponsor is Converse. So let's hear it for Converse. There was an old lady who lived in a shoe. A fresh little crib, you know, and brass banking. And that shoe let her do things that no man could do. She jukes as she cuts and stops scanning her tracks. She plants as she spins, leaving chumps on her backs. And who gets the credit? Some mother named Goose. <laughs> Check you out, yo. Converse, of course. And that new React juice. great great ad there so today i want to talk about pop culture athletes and kind of the myths behind them and today i have a friend from high school i haven't talked to him in years until today mr pat moran how are you doing pat pretty good how about yourself not doing too bad uh loving texas weather uh, great nice warm day so <laughs> Can't yeah. go bad when the sun is shining. Nice. It's a it's a nice uh, twenty degrees out here. So you're I'm sure you're really missing this back home weather. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was like sixty degrees. Uh, it's sixty four. So nice. We had a uh, we had winter squalls yesterday, which uh, or snow squalls, I should say. So. Uh, we get, we're getting new stuff here without you. Apparently, we're having, like, snow canos, so. <laughs> I do not miss that. We had that snow for that week here, and I did not. It was cool for a week. It was really cool for a week, and then I've never seen snow melt so fast in my life. It was like, <laughs> it was like nothing to it. I've never just walked outside and, like, oh, wasn't that driveway snowy yesterday? No, it's like nothing. I would say the only cool thing about being down there is like you're around so many people that are like, they probably just thought they saw a unicorn or something. Like, what is this? So that's got to be, you know, it's yeah, kind of cool to see so many snow virgins. <laughs> I was waiting for like my neighbors to like call the police on me for like a mental health check as I go outside with uh, shorts and a t shirt and a pair of socks <laughs> and just trudging through the snow and trying to get the mail or anything like that. Nice. Uh, but getting into today's topic, I don't know. I would really want to focus on the 80s and 90s because we talked a little bit about this now. We're, we're into this day and age of technology where it's so easy to catch a highlight, to see a player play or anything like that. And when we were growing up, we couldn't do that. It was a lot of word of mouth. Or you caught it on Sports Center, and if you didn't catch it on Sports Center, there's really no way of like hitting up American Online that I knew of to go see what, <laughs> right? To go see what Jordan did, or you know, I'll go way back in the '80s, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, because I really want to stay in the '80s and '90s because that's like before YouTube and Twitter, Facebook, and everything else. So. I mean, 
I, I know we both have one that we really want to discuss, but I was like, we, we, we're going to keep him from the, keep him towards the end. Cause I know there's other guys, but for our age, that person is like, it is the unicorn of everything. I think he's even when it comes to pop culture, I think for a point he was bigger than Michael Jordan. Cause Michael Jordan was the pop culture guy. For sure. Yeah. And he start like, Right, even if you look back to like the seventies or early eighties, compa- compared to now, like any bum off the street, as soon as they get signed, not bum off the street, but you know what I mean. Like any rookie has a shoe deal. They have this. They have that. None of that happened before Jordan. Like he was like the pioneer of everything. And then, um, kind of going back to what you were just saying about like you didn't hear about anything that happened at that time frame. Now that you're close to Dallas, this would be a, a prime example. Like the good old boys having parties before the Cowboys, like Michael Irving or before the Super Bowl, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, from the Cowboys, Michael Irving, Deion Sanders, like when they're getting caught in a hotel, like imagine that happening in today's era. Like, you know, it would be all over 24-hour news. Back then, it was, like, some uh, a little article you read. It was big news, but it was, like, over in two days and then on to the next, you know. You know, when you talk about that, it's so funny because I was like, oh, you'd see it at the bottom of, like, ESPN back then. But that was even something kind of, like, new for I remember when that happened. When you get the bottom scroll and you're like, oh, man, I could see these scores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And now it's, like... And now it's just commonplace. Uh, I do, for the two-point conversation, we were watching a lot of old games and reviewing them. And I wanted to write down, uh, you know, what what was the time that happened in the game? So we're watching, like, the 81 NFC Championship game. So I wanted to, like, write down, like, Joe Montana at this point throws it. Well, they don't show you the time, the score, like they do now. You can until they're like, oh, we're going to go to a commercial break. And then they show you how much time are the announcer. So I get what you're saying there. And could you imagine the memes? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing that it, it would just, uh, the meme was, it would just be like us in school making fun of something. <laughs> there would be no picture. It would just be all words. And that would Right. Be- like, yo, did you see that game last night? It, right. Or this guy's a choker, and then you—that's all that was. There wasn't anything. There was no groups. There was no groups like on Facebook. Like, oh, you could go into a group and like Jordan's the goat or something like that, and they're like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cool. That's why, or you know, and then the LeBron and everything. But that's where I think when you look at these athletes, you know, even wrestlers like Hulk Hogan, yeah. Hulkoe was huge, like just absolutely huge. I was, I'm so glad you brought that up actually, because okay. we should have, I don't know, maybe mentioned this before or whatever, but so until I was probably at least 12, my favorite athletes were wrestlers. Like wrestling was by far my, and not that I didn't watch other sports, but like that was something I watched every single week, no matter what. And I think a big reason that it was bigger in our era because you didn't know it was fake until you were 12. Yeah. And, like, nowadays kids 
can just Google, oh, John Cena. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, this, this guy's doing uh, acting, but his real name, like, name one wrestler who you knew their real story until, like, the internet came out. You know what I mean? Like, nobody knew Hulk Hogan with Terry Bollea. Like, that's in my mind. That's right. Like, Hulk Hogan with Hulk Hogan. It was this dude that had 24-inch pythons. And, um, like, even though he did movies and TV and stuff back then, like, he was the ultimate good guy. So you wouldn't see The Undertaker going to do, uh, you know, like the Marine Four, like, like Dean Ambrose or something. The Undertaker did one movie. And it was before he was actually The Undertaker. He was in Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> really? I did not yeah, know he's, that. He's one of the bounty hunters. I don't think I ever saw that. Or if I did, it was so long ago that I cannot. Which is still marvelous Mark Calloway at the time. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's like bright red. It's like red red. It's not like what it is now. But yeah, it, he was in there. He didn't use his voice. He didn't speak. So you didn't know what he sounded like. Oh, uh, okay. Because that's an, uh, like the, un or not the Undertaker, like the Ultimate Warrior. Did you really... I wanted to know where parts unknown what what where it was. Do we <laughs> right? We never knew that. I love it that you bring up wrestling because I was really glad that you were, because I think that's where the most myth and uh, you know where you could raise them to a higher height of what they of what they did. Like you got Andre the Giant, right? There's a huge one right there, and you listen, you see Andre the Giant and. The guy wasn't really any of the weights that they said or the height that he was, but right, us, he was seven foot four, five hundred and fifty pounds, and <laughs> he was this person that they say was. I, wrestling is definitely not the same because, like you said, with the internet, you could see somebody new, and from some independent <laughs> and. You want to know who they were, but now you're like, oh, that's guy um, now Kevin Owens. You're like, oh, it used to be Kevin Steen in Ring of Honor, and it kind right. of loses that, like that, like, well, the blitz on it or anything like that. You, right, the little magic that it had. Like going back and seeing Hulk Hogan, for example, if you see on the internet some of his early stuff when he's Sterling Gold and. <laughs> uh, Terry the Rock Balea and stuff like that and you watch his old promos and you're like dude he's he's horrible but then there was no internet or anything so you could just be like here's Hulk Hogan he's a brand new guy uh, he didn't body slam Andre the Giant until Wrestlemania 3 even though there's tons of records that he did but we can just erase that all and you know right. go, go with what he said go with this <laughs> I imagine that's uh, I can't remember what comedian said it, but there was like a joke that like, if you wanted to abandon your family 40 years ago, all you had to do was get in the car and drive 20 miles down the road. And like nobody, so that must like, I remember um, we had the cheater box at my house, so can't arrest my dad anymore. But, uh, you know, we used to watch all the pay-per-views when I was little. And I literally remember, I think we were like seven years old when The Undertaker came on Survivor Series for his first 
And um, I literally, this was like the first real life person I think that I was like, oh my God, like this guy, I was like, I had a fear of him, <laughs> like unnatural fear. I'm like, oh my God, like this is a bad dude. I don't want to be around him. But um, right, like you didn't know he came from a different organization and you were able to have that mystique because, you know, it's just the era we live in, like, you know. Yeah, nobody's hiding in uh you know a, coming from a shittier organization and being like oh my god we're just repackaging like yeah, it's definitely too with uh i think commercials and like you said the whole shoe deal thing uh with with everybody else is you get into this age too and i think video games helped out too oh big time uh because now you could brand a player on a video game i mean in the 90s come on troy aikman uh john elway john elway was like late 80s early 90s oh who else had a game Deion sanders you remember the Deion sanders sega game there's a guy right there that's even if you take away his whole there's certain guys where if you just take away their whole career the the old lady sitting in a nursing home would still know who they are. And like Dion Sanders <laughs> is up there with them. Uh, right. So much Troy Aikman, but Dion just marketed himself into the point of pop culture where he had nicknames of Neon Dion and Prime Time and everything else. And I think that's what made him so, so different. And he's, he's, he's not just part of the NFL history, but he's part of pop culture history because of it. And like, same thing too with Michael Jordan. Uh, I never knew that was Spike Lee when I was a kid. I thought that dude's name was actually Morris. <laughs> yeah. For how many years? Like, until I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Crooklyn. Why, you know, who, who was the director? Spike Lee? And then you see Spike Lee and you're like, no, that's Morris. That's not Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But that's, that, that's what commercials did for, like, the whole pop culture athlete was just all that thing. Um they enhanced the rivalry first big basketball rivalry i can remember is jordan versus or not jordan versus bird but jo magic johnson versus bird yeah that iconic converse commercial where they're you know playing against each other and magic johnson comes out of a limo because he's from la and larry bird <laughs> just the hick from french lick and stuff like that <laughs> when i think of 80s athletes i'm only thinking i'm gonna leave the big one out but i'm only thinking like if I'm thinking, if you say, give me 80s pop culture athletes, like I'm only thinking like Joe Montana, Bird, Magic Johnson, Hulk Hogan, and Andre the Giant are like my top five in there. Like, so here's one for you. And because we, I mean, we could even like segue this from wrestling. It is a, a combat sport as well. But the way we were talking about Mystique. Yeah. Here's a big one. Uh, Mike Tyson, like yes. internationally known, like this guy could go oh, to Europe, know. to Asia, to wherever, and every oh yeah, Mike Tyson, like everybody knows who this dude is just from having a ferocious knockout, like that is and a sweet Nintendo game. I think he was <laughs> oh probably one of the first athletes to actually have their own game. Yeah, that's what, when you just said that, that's what made me think of it, where I'm like, oh my God, like, this guy was just like so, rec I didn't even really know what boxing was, but I knew what 
like if you got to Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson punch out, you were going to lose. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I know he lost that mystique a little bit in the, obviously like with his legal troubles and all that. And even the Buster Douglas thing, but like in the eighties, like that guy was like a real, and at the time, I mean, I don't know if he was considered like a really good guy because we were a little young then, but like he definitely wasn't considered anywhere near a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he just had that mis- like he might as well have been Superman because you knew he was. There was no chance he was gonna lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, th- I an- would put a- another. Oh, I'm sorry, God. I would put him in with like the anti-hero athlete, like a like a Charles Barkley. Like, yeah. they're not a good guy, but they're not a bad guy, even though Charles Barkley did some crazy things. Because I don't know, you probably remember the Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model commercial. I'm not here to oh, yeah. kid. And that's <laughs> where I kind of put, like, Mike Tyson. Like, he wasn't, like, a bad guy, but he did some bad things. I mean, later on, bad, right. bad, bad things, and then, you know, bad things. <laughs> but, excuse me. But that's where I think, I think that's where you got to put him in there, is that, that anto that anto anti-heroism the nature of those guys like just had it pulled to them even more into what yeah and mike for tyson, sure i would agree mike tyson did have that nasty knockout and that was like the big i remember that was the big thing like pay-per-view and hbo boxing like to be able to sit there and watch a mike tyson fight and my dad was in the boxing and he'd talk about Sugar League Leonard and everything else, but I just wanted to see Mike Tyson because <laughs> of the aura and the mystique around Mike Tyson just knocking people out left and right. Right, exactly. And I mean, I guess when you're a kid, you don't take into account, like, oh, I hope this fight ends in 30 seconds <laughs> because you're not paying for anything. <laughs> so, like, but it was not even a matter of, like, is this guy going to win? is this guy going to win a decision? It was just like, how long is it going to take for this guy to knock that guy out? And you knew it was coming. Like, I can't think of another boxer. I mean, you had a Vander Holyfield, but I don't think he ever reached the level. I think, I think the only, as far as pop star athletes, like Ali, there was, yeah, there was Tyson. And then Ali before him, and then before him, I mean, obviously we'll probably never know, but um, Joe Lewis maybe, like years and years ago. Yeah, but nothing like that 80s, 90s time period. Like now we have Mayweather, but Mayweather can – it's easier now to get an athlete pumped up because you can can go, you know, phone and stuff like that. Mike Tyson, we didn't have that. Right, like there was nobody just above the, uh, right, like so well-known, so well-recognized. And you know what? In hindsight, maybe Holyfield was a better boxer. Definitely, I think Lennox Lewis was a better boxer. But even though those guys got to like mainstream popularity, I don't think they were ever, nobody is, it might be impossible for anybody to ever get to that height again because of how easily accessible everything is now whereas like you know kid dynamite the knockout kid like everybody knew everybody in the world knew who this guy was so like in a small way i feel bad for him like especially now looking back at his life story like it's only 
normal that the guy went <laughs> went crazy you know yeah some poor kid from uh from brooklyn like and then his only mentor dies on the cusp of him becoming world champion that's yeah that's where it went down real bad they said right I mean, if somebody thrust $300 million on me when I was 20 years old, I'd probably be dead by now. So I could only imagine, like, you know what I mean? It's easy to call the guy a nut job from the outside looking in, but, I mean, for a while, that, that guy was definitely untouchable. And as far as pop star athletes go, I mean, he was, he was probably bigger than Jordan in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, or, or at least at the same level, I would say. If you, do, if you, in my little kid mind, if you were to ask me who is the biggest, like, like everybody knew pop culture athlete, you know, pop star athlete, anything like that, I would always go back to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I feel like once again, he was like definitely what the 80s were at that point. Uh, you know, larger than life, uh, America. Yeah. That's the Just Say to No campaign. And here's Hulk Hogan telling you take your vitamins, drink your milk, and say your prayers. I mean, Vince McMahon made that marketing. Uh, I'm, Hulk Hogan had something to do with it, but Vince McMahon definitely. Oh, yeah. He's a genius behind it. He's definitely the guy behind And, and he knew right when to plug him into like, the golf war is coming. Here we go, brother. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter is a traitor now, and we got to go. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I can remember uh, a buddy of mine had like a a WrestleMania slash birthday party, uh-huh. and it was the time I couldn't tell you what number WrestleMania was, but it was when they fought outside in Vegas. Nine. Okay, so nine. I probably was about nine at that point. Nine ten. When, you know, uh, Mr. Fuji throws the salt in Bret Hart's eyes and, uh, like, the pop that he got coming out there to save Bret Hart, his buddy, you know, like, he wasn't supposed to be fighting for the title. And now, all of a sudden, you know, Bret Hart's giving him the okay. Like, I just remember the pop in the living room that I was in at the time, like, 10, 10-year-olds, like, oh, shit, there comes Hulk Hogan to save the day. You know what I mean? Like, that guy... They plugged him in on all the best spots to make him that huge pop hero star that he was. You know what I mean? To Iron Cheek when he beat Iron Cheek for the title the first time. That was you like, right. That's yeah. Tough. The kids our age, like who was you know who was the bigger good guy? You know, yeah. to us at the time. Yeah, he he's definitely the biggest of. If he's the biggest of the eighties, I got Michael Jordan the biggest of the nineties, but. Uh, I think that's where he just surpassed everybody. You got Dion. Like I said, Dion was pretty big. Everybody pretty much knew who Dion was. I, I gauge on how big somebody is in like pop culture is if my mom can, if my mom remembers <laughs> them. <laughs> that's how, <laughs> yeah, that's how I do it. Like another big one in the eighties was, and uh, she just sent me a random message the other day asking me what happened to refrigerator Perry. Cause we, I, I know you remember the fridge. I mean, I know right. you didn't watch a lot of football or anything, but the fridge was like another big guy. I mean, come on, he's a big old guy called the fridge. But she was like, "What happened to the fridge?" And I'm like, "How do you, how do you remember him?" But 
that's one of the guys too, but I still don't think he was bigger than Hulk Hogan. No, well, right. Yeah, he was a bit. Yeah, actually, that's a great uh, scale for yeah. the mom test is a great thing. And I, I'm, I know my mom knew who Refrigerator Perry was too, but there were so many. Yeah, like Joe Montana, I would definitely throw him on that list. John Elway. Yep. And I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, those are like, those are all just, you know, great ones. <laughs> That wouldn't, that's how I do, you got to do it. And especially too, my wife doesn't watch a lot of sports. So if she knows who they are, then it's kind of cool in that way too. But that's, I mean, those are like the huge, huge ones. And I was, I was born in the early eighties. You were too. So, I mean, there wasn't too much of the eighties that we can remember. Nineties uh, was just dominated by Michael Jordan. I agree, but uh, would you agree with this? Like, so you, yeah, definitely don't remember everything from the you know eighties. Yeah. But and especially looking back now on what we do know now, like, would you say? So jo I I think Jordan is also a pioneer in this way. Not only did he set himself up to be that big guy for the nineties, but he also laid the way where. Like the Dion's jumped in, but even guy like okay Emmett Smith was he a huge? Do you remember the Emmett Smith uh, Olympic campaign? No, I don't. Did it I was like it? a I I think it was sponsored by Starter. I could be wrong about that, but I I want to say maybe the '96 Olympics uh, in Atlanta. There was a a big. Um, uh, thing going around where uh, he was basically trying to get signatures to uh, get football into the Olympics. Yes, I do remember that. Okay. And, I mean, at the time, he was a huge name, too. But also, like, you know, it's funny when we were talking about wrestling. You could kind of uh, put these guys in lanes, like the, the face, the heel, and then the anti-hero. And I'm talking about like regular Main Street athletes. So where you'd probably put definitely Jordan would be in the face category, right? Yeah. And then, um, like, maybe we'll say Barkley, you could put him in the heel category, or Charles Oakley or guys like that. Yeah. And then I remember at the time, this is way before the, you're talking about practicing, but, like, when Iverson was coming up, I, I don't know why, but he, like, took Dude. my fascination where I'm like, this guy could be the next Jordan. That's because he's he, over Jordan. <laughs> well, that was before that, but I remember when that happened. My brother was the biggest Bulls fan. Like, his whole room was just plastered with Jordan stuff. And I'm like, Man, this guy Iverson, he, he could be better. And then he did cross him up, and I'm like, oh, shit, there it is, proof. <laughs> this, I said it all along, you know. <laughs> That's one of the things that I'm talking about, though, is that was not, like, something we could sit on a computer in school. I think that was, like, 96 when he was, like, rookie year. We couldn't go yeah. to school or go run to the computer and be like, hey, we, we could read probably read about it. But that's, like, going to school, that's a lot of word of mouth. Like, yo, did you check out right. the center? No, what happened? Iverson crossed over Jordan. No, he didn't. Now that's something I can, like, be like – 
Iverson crossed over Jordan. It's like right there, but to hear about it from somebody and then you'd like be like, How do you do it? And then you <laughs> and you go into the gym and you go into the gym and be like, Oh, I'm gonna cross you over like like Iverson did Jordan. And that's that's one of the things that I think gets gets lost so much is that everything is there. Everything is there. Right. Staff are there. Everything is there at the at the click of a button. I do NFL history for the two point conversation, and that's like we need a stat. It's there. We need a highlight. <laughs> it's there. We want to watch some game from 1981. It's there. It's not going to a library. It's not hearing about it. It's not trying to find it on, on you know waiting to go home so you can watch the seven o'clock sports center so maybe you could catch it. Or, yeah, I I don't even, I mean, I don't know. I don't really watch it as much anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, um, if you remember plays of the week from SportsCenter, I'm sure they still do it now, but, like, that meant something back in the day because you're like, oh, man. Like, and, and, okay, say me and you go to school the next day and you tell me, oh, I was in crust of Jordan last night. Did you see it? I can't YouTube it. I can't, uh, like, it might be, on, I, if I get lucky, it's on that night's hi highlights. So I'm going to go home, watch. Oh, shit, they didn't replay it. Now I only got one chance to see it again. And it's at, on Sunday, plays of the week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you only had one chance to make that up or else You're you done. might have to wait a year or two till like, the SPs come out or they make some kind of a documentary about it. But, like, That's right. Now, 20 minutes after the game's over, you could just, oh, let me uh, take a peek at what happened at the game. Like, I get highlight messages, like notifications all the time. Like, Jason Tatum did this. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Before, I would be like, oh, I love this. I want to see what Jason Tatum did right now. But now I'm like, <laughs> ah, I guess I'll watch it later. You know, it's a big thing that uh, annoys me. <laughs> I actually hate notifications now because I'm a big UFC guy now. I watch yeah. it pretty much every week. And um, I, I work on Saturday nights. So as soon as I get out, I just start the fights over. But I also have the notifications set up to my phone. So I literally have to, like, avoid my phone. I can't look at it until uh, after I'm done watching the fight. Whereas, like, I would have killed for something like that back in the day. Like, oh, man, I missed that. I got to watch a replay now. But, like, now we have almost, like, I can't even look at my technology. I had to do that for the Royal Rumble because I was watching the Royal Rumble and then my wife was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I want to go to bed. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting tired too. So and it, you get the notification every time somebody won. And I was like, okay, I want to I see who's going to win the Royal Rumble. So I just was like, I'm turning off notifications so <laughs> I could watch it. Like, I don't watch wrestling hardly at all, but I wanted to watch the Royal Rumble. And then all of a sudden, I made the stupid mistake of going on Facebook, and then I got everybody going, I can't believe Edge won. And I'm like, thank you, world. Thank you, world. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to watch this. Before, Especially during – I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, be, before – I mean, it would have been – I would have stayed up. Like, if if I was – if that was the way that it was now, if my wife was like, hey, we're going to go to bed, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I just paid $50 or this is a cheater box, and I'm going to actually <laughs> watch this. So I'm not going to bed until I, like, just, like, completely fade out. Because <laughs> right. I, I either paid a bunch of money for this or I used to borrow my aunt's cheater box, and I would have to return it the next day. <laughs> 
So I'm like, oh, like a, like a video rental. So, <laughs> so right. I it. So I had to watch it. Right. You have that. You're like snorting pixie sticks to uh, stay awake. Like, all right, it's it's going in tonight. I'm watching it. Or you put in the <laughs> tape and then you got to make sure everything's all good. You got to make sure you got enough tape on there and everything else. And uh, the, the struggle was real back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kids will definitely. It's funny because like, I'm sure our parents would say similar stuff, but I think the technology has jumped so much from like, I mean, even look at, uh, I used to work as a uh, customer service person for Verizon Wireless in 2002, I think. And while I was doing that, uh, the first, the very first color phone came out as a Motorola, I believe it was called like the M60 or V60. And the battery on this thing would last about an hour because the color screen would just kill it. And like, so just in the past 18, 19 years to go from that to being able to watch live games on your phone and stuff like, like the technology has jumped so much from when we were kids that like, you know, we can, I think that goes a big way for why these guys will Although we'll still have huge stars like the LeBrons, the, you know, whoever, but they're never going to, because we were so isolated back in the day or only had so much access, like that is why these guys are never going to turn into that. You know, I was talking about Mystique earlier with Mike Tyson, like a big part of the if could you imagine if there was like 24 7 mike tyson you know what i mean and oh my goodness you know although it would have been awesome to us at the time like to just to just watch him and i don't know in a way it like kind of diminishes the but even with lebron there's no commercials anymore like what cool commercials does lebron do uh, are these Sesame Street was a huge one. Are these guys on Sesame Street? Like some of these athletes, we're, we're going to get into the big one pretty soon. We're on Sesame Street. And that was big as a kid because you're like, oh, look at that. Now I want to be him, even though he probably is not going to be that good, but, or even if he is that good, <clears throat> but there's no commercials. There's everything you can be promoted from the simple highlight, you know, just everybody putting it on YouTube, uh, putting it on Instagram, putting it on Facebook, putting it on all the social medias. And then that's how you can like promote yourself instead of like, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a LeBron James shoe commercial. Like I've never. I yeah. Hear now about, that you mention it, like I don't, I've heard about the LeBron shoe, but only from other people talking about it. I don't, I don't recall ever seeing a commercial. Now that you say that. The only commercial that I can ever remember seeing, athlete wise, in a while, is where it's not promoting the actual game, but it kind of was was when Jarek Dieter, Jarek, yeah, Derek Jeter was retiring. But even that's under, here we go, the Jordan brand. It's become <clears throat> that you're a Jordan athlete. You're not just under Nike. You're under Jordan. So. Right. Well, like you brought up earlier, and this kind of goes into our later topic, like, yeah. so you brought up Spike Lee 
I know you remember the we're playing basketball, like the yeah. Penny Hardaway commercials. Yeah, Little Penny. Right. No kid now even knows who Penny Hardaway is because, like, his potential got, he, even though he was a great player, you know what I mean? He got, you know, his injuries. He didn't end up turning into, like, the elite athlete he could have been, but we'll never forget that commercial. That song will be in my brain probably until I'm, uh, you know, have Alzheimer's and an old person poem. Like, so. Chris Rock was Little Penny. That was cool. Yeah. Chris Rock was Little Penny. And then even uh, the Converse commercial that was played. I don't remember Larry Johnson dressing up as Grandma Ma. Oh, yeah. Urkel. <laughs> yeah. yeah he'd he be on, on Family Matters. He was on Family Matters. Those are Vader or Jordan and uh, Bird on uh, Nothing But Nut. The McDonald's commercial. That was yeah. Geez, you don't get those anymore. That I think right, like, the problem is because there's so many different ways that you can self market yourself other than being on a commercial that there's really no point of being true. And you know what? As far as like the individual as far as the individual goes, maybe that's better for them. Like you see yeah. a lot of uh musicians nowadays like i don't even know how like how they quantify how much they're selling nowadays but you know when we were kids there'd be like the new jay-z cd or the new uh like pearl jam cd or whatever and that would sell a million copies in a week in their first week out eminem like you know nowadays there's so many I mean, it's better for us probably as consumers too, but yeah. I couldn't name you three people in the top 10, you know, list to save my life, <laughs> you know, whereas like back in the day, those people would be there for months. Cause that was like the only way you had to, to consume. Yeah. But it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause uh, I did another podcast called eat sleep list and we listed 10 places that don't exist anymore that we miss and one of them was media play and that was one of the first things i brought up was you walk into media play and you knew what the top 10 cds were <laughs> right you knew like you knew if you're going for a top 10 you knew it was going to probably be there so that just brought back that memory of knowing <laughs> i could just picture a minute you're like new jay-z cd and i'd be like where is it one two three and so that was where it is Right, you don't have to go to the rap section and look for the uh, I's, J's, K's. Like, yeah, it's just right there in the one to ten. Unless you want the old Jay Z, it was like right there. <laughs> and I'm so old, right. that, like when the Blueprint came out. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uh, a def. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a nostalgia factor. I definitely miss those type. Like the personalization though of those commercials. Like maybe. Are we ever going to look at certain athletes again like we did, you know what I mean, on an individual level? I know you can go get their, you know, you can be on their label, you can go get their shoes, whatever, whatever, but um, right. in a weird way, it was almost better not knowing them as much as we know them now, like, because then there's that curiosity factor where like we always wanted to know what's this guy up to now we know everything and it's like i don't want to i don't want to hear this shit like i could care less 
I wanted to bring up another guy. Is there's like a couple that I think are weird because they're from they're they're from outside of the four major sports. Like you got Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was a huge one. Uh, but looking at a guy like Andre Agassi, okay, like John yeah, McEnroe. I could care less about tennis until I saw John McEnroe and Andre. <laughs> And then I was like, these guys are cool. And that's, <laughs> that's where Pete Sampras. Yeah, no, those guys elevated it as something else. Like uh, uh, John Daly in golf. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows who he is. I mean, what, what has he really won? I, I, Tiger's the big guy if you're going to go like pop, pop culture and golf. But those guys were like, made me want to watch it. And that's kind of what Sports Center is too, because you can watch that highlight. Now, if a golf highlight pops up, I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good with this. I'm just going to I'm just gonna right. watch Netflix or something and, and just stream something right to my face instead of having to watch normal TV. Right. I mean, I never, I was never a big NASCAR fan. I was never a big golf fan. I definitely was never a big tennis fan, but so I could stuff. probably name you. At, I mean, maybe this is just because I'm older now and I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, there's only... So much room in the old brain for yeah. so much information, but I could have probably named you 10 athletes from each one of those sports. And on the female side, I could probably name at least five at the time. And then, yeah, now gun to my head, I couldn't name you three tennis players to save my life. If you take out like the, the Williams sisters, you know, <laughs> I don't even know a guy tennis player right now that's still like playing now that I think about it. I can't say his name. I just know him as A-Rod because they call him A-Rod. I can't remember. Oh, no, he's Andy Roddick. But that was oh, yeah. still old. Still yeah, old. does Federer still play or is he retired? I think he's retired too. Yeah, he'd probably be like, I know who you're talking about, the, yeah, Roderick or whatever. Well, the thing with NASCAR is I remember everybody knew who Richard Petty was because he drove right. the STP car. But if you're going to go like, Stepping outside, I would always think of Dale Earnhardt because he had the cool because he had a nickname. See, nicknames helped too when he, you know, the, he was the intimidating. Yeah. He had a black car, you know, he wore the sunglasses, and he was he was a he, cool, cool guy. He was like the stone cold of NASCAR. Yeah. Like he was definitely the badass. Yeah, that's what he was too, because he was gonna get right on you and he was gonna beat you up in his car and everything else. And he was the he was the guy that probably pretty much brought it mainstream. Yeah. You know what the crazy part of though is? You know, the first Dale Earnhardt race I ever saw, and I knew who he was. I knew he was a badass. But the first race I ever saw him race was the one that he died in. And really? that was on. Yeah. I was not a NASCAR fan at all. But like, because of Sports Center and, and, you know, other stuff like that, you knew who these guys were at least. Yeah. But nowadays, yeah, it's like, you know, like I said, my brain only has so much uh, yeah. info to uh, to I retain. Only, I only watch, like, one sport. I watch, like, football that I can actually, like, keep, like, in touch with. So unless you're, like, Mike Kraut, I pretty much don't <laughs> know who you are. But in the world of hockey, I would know uh, two guys that are always going to cross in my head that I think you can say to anybody is always going to be Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. For sure. I would say that as well. 
once again nicknames the great one if you name somebody the great one obviously <laughs> like yeah i want to know why is this person so great and then mario lemieux is easy because if you're if you're an 80s kid or a 90s kid you know you say super mario you're like oh this guy's named super mario i want to go see super mario because of mario brothers so those are like my big ones but hockey was never that big in my mind so yeah that's like a quick side story the um because i get a lot of canadian customers <laughs> being so close to canada i don't know how many people are actually from uh gretzky's hometown but it's only you know, an hour away from here. And every time a Canadian comes in and somehow hockey comes up, they're like, oh, I know his dad. He still lives in the same house back in, uh... I'm like, really? You're like the 400th person that told me that. Like, you guys all know each other up there? Everybody in Canada <laughs> knows Gretzky's dad? That, though. You know Canadians. You, you, I could kind of uh, imagine, but it is a little bit weird. Yeah. yeah. But, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say how you brought up video games earlier though yeah that so i was actually like doing a little research before we got to uh, you know just so i because i was never a huge hockey fan either but i did i was a big devils fan when i was younger but i could you know because of nhl 95 or even from like nba live and all that stuff you could definitely name the starting lineup for almost any team. Like when we were in middle school, high school, yeah. just from playing video games. Cause you knew like, Oh man, this guy sucks. I got to sub him out. He's got a better uh, accuracy or speed or whatever. So like, I don't know. I don't really play that many, you know, sports games anymore, but I don't know if that has a big thing, but like Chris Chelios, I came across, I knew I was going to fuck some people up in NHL 95 with Chris Chelios. Sergei Fedorov, I knew yeah. he was, you know what I mean? Well, Maybe one time and all day with him. But that's a mystique behind him because in our age, it was the Cold War. And he was right. from Russia. And you're like, oh, he's from Russia. And that's, that was the mystique <laughs> behind the, anybody that came from Russia. Like uh, a big, probably you know, guy in the Western New York area that came from Russia is Alexander McGilney because they pretty much had to smuggle these guys out of that country to get them <laughs> right. Play. And I think that's why we remember them because I remember collecting cards and you get a pack of hockey cards. There was the Russian Red Army team and it was like this all red <laughs> card and you're like, oh, look how cool these guys are. <laughs> Probably so, had to kill a guy to get on the hockey team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's definitely uh I don't even know if you would still even consider hockey like in the same. I know it is one of the four majors still, but like it's I'm, it's definitely dropped off in prominence, I feel like, from the 90s. And because you don't have guys, I couldn't name you 10 eight current NHL players to save my life. And I don't think I could either. It's not even because I hate hockey either. It's, I always was excited to like watch it as a kid. I, you know, we, we go to some of the Sabres games, but like. It just doesn't have any commercial appeal like it used to back in the day. Yeah. But let's go. Let's let's go rip the Band-Aid off. He's on your T-shirt. You talked about video games. This is a video game that I play twice a week. Uh, you can check the games <laughs> on the YouTube channel for Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? Uh, the man of Tecmo Super Bowl, Mr. Bo Jackson. Bo knows baseball. 
knows football. Bo knows basketball, too. Bo knows tennis? you're our age or within our age range i would say from anywhere probably 35 45 years old maybe even a little bit older bo jackson is the ultimate athlete for you the man was a monster the things that you saw him do and you could see you see him do now on on uh, youtube the stories watching you don't know Bo and he's talking about the one coach is talking about him jumping over a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. But that, I think he's I, in my mind, he beats out Jordan. If you talk about like pop culture athlete for eighties and nineties, he beats out Jordan. I even got to give him a little bit over an edge over Hulk Hogan because of just how he played two sports. He played two sports. That's yeah. And okay. So, well, he was with Michael Jordan on Pro Stars. With Wayne Gretzky. And Gretzky, yeah. Amazing cartoon. I don't know. I had only lasted like one or two seasons, but um in his oh yeah, I would agree I don't know about the whole eighties or nineties, but there was like a three year period, probably like eighty eight to ninety one or eighty nine to ninety two. Not only because he was the myth. He was the legend, but like he was the man too. Like he yeah. actually, all the fabled stuff you hear about, he was doing it. And he like, you know, he's running over Bosworth. He's breaking a bat over his knee because he struck out like over his head too. Did you ever see he, that one? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this guy was just like indestructible. And then the the big shame about it is. Um, you know, there's probably like some subpar athletes that our kids will remember, maybe the generation after that, because like John Stockton was a great basketball player. Like maybe that guy will live on though, because he had the all time assists at one point, but he was never really like the superstar where mm -hmm. like Bo Jackson was this shining white you know, lightning rod, but on paper, he never really accomplished that much because he was only, he yeah. flamed out so quick. He's got a Heisman. Oh, he's yeah, a, definitely. I he's mean. Got a Heisman, an all-star World Series, and he's the only player to be named. I mean, these were like the big ones, but right. he's the only player to be named to the Pro Bowl and the Major League All-Star game in a, in a, right. in a career. But that's where, but that's another guy that Nike grew into our head. That Bo knew everything. Bo could do everything. <laughs> yeah. Bo, uh, he was the greatest. Nobody was going to change that. 
Uh, he could do everything that we wanted him to do, hit a home run, score a touchdown. He was, he was everything. He ran up the wall. That's, that's such an amazing thing to watch the guy run up a wall. Yeah. To go after that ball like that and come down with it. Like, yeah. Now, I see like Ninja Warrior. And he didn't even break a sweat, like just comes no. down with it. Like that was a regular play. <laughs> Hearing he played football as a hobby, like I'm just going to do this as a hobby. I've, I've probably mentioned this before. Like, I don't know, like on the two point conversation or anything, but I talked about it where this man said he was going to play football as a hobby. A hobby to a normal person is putting together model airplanes. Uh, playing video games, uh, going for a bike, you know, going for a bike ride. This man said he was going to play professional football, and he did it at a high enough level to make it to the Pro Bowl as a hobby. Uh, right, he, like guy's a monster. Yeah. Did you? I think it's at the beginning of uh, you know, Bo or whatever the yeah. the thirty for thirty, where the guy's like, he really didn't do a workout. He just like went into the woods and shot a deer through the deer ovis, and and that was the workout. Yeah, but like the um, I'm sorry, I don't know if I cut you no, off. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. But the um, have you ever seen that movie Troy with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Like at the beginning of the movie, he's talking to his mother, and she's just like, "Yeah, you're basically the gist of it is like." Your greatness will be your downfall. You could stay here. You could start a family. They'll love you. Their their kids' kids will love you, but they'll forget your name soon enough. Or you can go and die in Troy, but your name will live on forever. Like, do you think if Bo Jackson just picked one sport and was, like, a great running back or a great baseball player, he obviously I think his career would have been extended. He probably wouldn't have, I mean, you never know with football, that yeah. kind of injury could happen anytime, but like just putting his body through so much all year long, like maybe if he just stuck to one, he would have, he would have been a great player in either sport, but we wouldn't be looking at him the way we do right now. Like that guy was a, a monster. Yeah. He, uh... In a way, it would still be a what if. And then, you know, I know you watched it. I watched it. The You Don't Know Bo is, I think it was Mike Greenberg or, or Jeremy Schapp said it best about Bo is that he just, he, he didn't fade. We watched Jordan fade. We watched Joe Montana fade away. Uh, you know, we watched so many athletes fade away. Like, he was there, and then he was gone. Right. But there was no more, like, like anything. It wasn't like, well, Bo's down a little bit now. I think he's going to retire. It's like, no, he's done. And he was, to go through it and, you know, with the way that they were talking about it, his injury was he was just so powerful that he dislocated his own hip. Yeah. Tore his own labrum. <laughs> like, yeah. How do you, how do you? It's just amazing, but he—he's probably the greatest. If you're going '80s and '90s, but if you're going just mythical athletes, he—he's going to be top five for anything. Uh, I, you know, the way people talk about Babe Ruth or another guy, Jim Thorpe, but for like a kid in the '80s and '90s, Bo Jackson was was like the, the mythical being, the unicorn 
the ultimate of ultimate. Um, you know, you get it. You get. I remember every little kid does it, especially a little boy. You know, you get into the get into the fight about whose dad could beat who. If you, right. got into, if you got into a fight with another kid and they're like, yeah, well, I'm going to get Bo Jackson and say, you up. you're like, oh, man, nobody could be Bo Jackson. <laughs> right. Thought Mike Tyson could be Bo Jackson. That's how big Bo Jackson was just in everybody's mind is he was larger than life. He was demigod like in every aspect. Yeah, 100 percent agree. And like. I was just wondering as you were saying that, I was thinking about what you said earlier. The so I, as I told you the other day, you know, obviously I'm a big Raiders fan. Yeah, uh, you knew this, but I have a, a dog, a little black pit bull, with a little white spot, just like a Raiders jersey. So I named him Bo, and um, the mom test that you spoke of earlier. Yeah, I remember like he's a, he's nine now, so when I got him. I was telling my mom, like, oh, yeah, I named him Bo. And I don't know if you remember that guy, Bo Jackson, he used to play for the Raiders. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember him. And do you think your mom would remember who he was? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I think, I definitely think so, because he was just that big. Like, I remember wanting a Bo Nose poster where he has the shoulder pads, the black one, and he's got the, With the bat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I would go, oh. Even in Little League, like, you could be – see, once again, like, I get so excited to talk about Bo Jackson because Bo Jackson was that guy where you could play football with your friends and be Bo Jackson. You could play baseball with your friends and be Bo, be like Bo Jackson. Right. And I remember sitting there, and I seen it, and I was, like, in Little League. You know, I wasn't going to hit the ball like Bo Jackson, but I would sit there, and I would think about how he did that, and I would put the bat – <laughs> shoulders and be like oh look at me i'm bo jackson i'm gonna go hit like home runs and stuff like that and i would just strike out anyways but <laughs> yeah because i did that i felt like i was up there with bo jackson even though i definitely wasn't that <laughs> athletic way and all hey you gotta set the bar high so yeah but yeah i mean definitely i can't think of Especially for that, like, three, four-year period where he was doing both sports, hopping back and forth. Like, I cannot think of anybody, and in the mainstream, like, at the time, like, he definitely probably, and you know what? I mean, maybe it was because he was doing the two-sport thing, but Michael Jordan's only playing X amount of months, you know? Uh, I know wrestling's on all the time, but Hulk Hogan even is going to take some time off, like, Bo Jackson's out there just as much as a wrestler, maybe even a little bit more between both sports. He was, like, I feel like he was the transition guy between, if I look at it, if Hulk Hogan is like the giant one in the 80s <laughs> and Michael Jordan is the big guy in the 90s, he was that perfect transition guy into there. But yet, there's so much mystique around him on what he could do and everything else. And it's hard to find anything else. Like when he gunned out Harold Reynolds, did you ever see that play? Oh yeah. Like how, how do you how do you do that? That is something that if I was to tell a normal person today, everything is proof. Like we said with phones, like proof, proof. How would you show anybody proof until now of that? You would right. Hear, and you would hear it and be like, you would think like he gunned him out by a mile. I mean, he got him out, but he's probably the most 
has the biggest mystique of all of all time around him just on what he could do i know andre the giant's up there but like i said he's more 70s and 80s this is the 80s and 90s but he's like he's the man and then right i gotta look up that uh there's the there's the line before you don't know bo from what is that liberty van who shot the man who shot liberty oh yeah Better to I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's better to uh, when the w- once the legends printed, go with the legends. Yeah, the man who shot Liberty Vance. Yes, and that's that's Bo Jackson right there. Like he is just 100 pure legend. You can see this stuff, but I guarantee there's a thousand more things out there that nobody else has. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean that's just a, like he was the living legend at the time because he really was like bosworth was like the bad dude coming out of seattle with the freaking like you know jacked up probably all roided up with the freaking bandana around his head and bo jackson just runs him over like he's a piece of paper and then um you know like like you said gunning somebody out even just like the catch by Willie Mays, you know, over the yeah. shoulder catch. We kind of see him more amazing plays all the time now in baseball. But for that time frame, that was unheard of. Like the dude just did something that was like unheard of. And then we could talk about how much of an, you know, I can't think of too many more amazing throw homes mm-hmm. uh, than that one. But at the time, it was unheard of. It was unseen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then in the course of a baseball season, even now, even if you're a big fan, who's watching 162 games straight, you know what I mean? So that's one of those things that probably wasn't even, but even I definitely was not watching that game live. I can tell you that much. No, because we live nowhere near Kansas City. <laughs> right. There was a time where you couldn't even get a Yankee game. <laughs> right. So who knows if I even saw it on that sports center or probably that plays of the week, but soon as word got out that that happened, you know what I mean? Everybody was watching out. Oh, I need to see a highlight of this. Like, you know, absolute monster. Well, thank you for coming on, Pat. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. Anytime. And that is the end. So please check out um, Let's Talk With No Politics every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Bonus episodes every Friday at 7 p.m. on Helium Radio Network. Go to Facebook, like the Facebook page, get the newest episodes updated there, as well as some great content, and also on Instagram. And check out the YouTube channel, Let's Talk But No Politics Okay. That is the YouTube channel where you can catch the two-point conversation, Tecmo Super Bowl season, and some also great retro gameplay. And with that being said... Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Alright guys, we've been in this haunted house for like 15 hours, and if we want to get home to our favorite food and pornography, we're gonna have to come up with a plan! Hey, why don't we try leaving through one of those spooky looking doors? Wait, whoa, whoa, doors, like an exit door. Yeah, maybe we should get on that. Bye.
on a second. These doors are labeled. This one says Dracula on it. And this one says Beware Zombies. That's probably the exit. And the last one just says Nekagrima. Mm. Tough call. Mm. I got an idea. On three, we're going to open them all at once. All right, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, hello there. Damn, that's scary. Damn, that's scary is our new favorite podcast where we talk about all things horror. Tune in to get the latest horror news, long-form movie reviews, and all kinds of other scary shit. Mummies, wolfmen, vampires, chupacabras, lizard people, impolite Canadians, we do it all. So if you like horror podcasts, and we know you do, check out Damn, That's Scary, new episodes every week. And remember, keep it spooky.